Well, corn in this part of the country where we live on the what's called the high plains, everything is pretty flat. Even most of the crops are pretty low. But the corn stands out dramatically, higher than my head, seven or eight feet tall. And when it goes, it's a dramatic statement of the changing seasons. Hello and welcome to Notes from the Beard. You're listening to episode 13, Closing Down. The transition from summer to fall is dramatic along Colorado's front range. There are vivid contrasts between yellow leaves and blue sky. One day summer feels in full bloom, and then the next day it's gone. Today's episode is about the bittersweet nature of fall seen through the eyes of a beekeeper closing down shop at the end of a light honey production season. My name is Laura Tyler, I'm your producer and host. This is episode 13, Closing Down, written by Tom Theobald in 1990 and read by Tom in 2021. Stay tuned through the end to hear Tom and I chat about fall. In the midst of the season, it seemed as if the long, hot days would stretch on endlessly. But now, as I sit here typing, Dawn reveals a somber gray sky, and the first inspections of the bee yards in March seemed such a short time ago. When I started the outside chores, an almost imperceptible mist was in the air, falling and yet suspended, like the house dust when the setting sun shines through a west window. The mist soon changed to white as snowflakes grew and I could shortly hear them hiss as they passed through still green leaves above my head. Inside, an early fire crackles in the wood stove, as that penetrating warmth peculiar to wood heat through cast iron creeps about the house. As my season nears a winter pause, a strange mixture of feelings settles in. In the honey house, As the harvest nears an end, it is a strong sense of relief that comes, and I begin to congratulate myself for surviving yet another season without any serious breakdowns, either mechanical or physical. A breakdown in September, when time and temperature are my unforgiving taskmasters, would be particularly disastrous since a delay of two weeks might well mean that any remaining honey still on the hives would be unharvestable. So as the harvest ends, I heave a well-earned sigh. While I break down the honey house equipment for storage, I use the warmer hours for the last inspections of the bee yards. Each colony is medicated, Covers are nailed on against the winter winds, and entrance reducers are put on to deter home-hunting mice. I find a certain sense of sadness and melancholy on these last rounds. Hives which were tall and stately in July now sit short and unobtrusive with the honey supers gone. 
The colonies are still strong and active on the warm afternoons, but there's little for them to work on, and we both seem to sense that things are closing down. Many of the bees are struggling with reluctant drones as they cast them from the hives. Drones are the male bees, whose only function is to mate with new queens if they are needed. They are raised in the warm months, and their summers are idyllic as they hang out, eat honey, and cruise each afternoon for queens. With the cool nights, though, the idle ends. The bees will force them out and not let them return at dusk. The cool night air will do them in. Not unlike the drones, I feel a loss as the focus of my waking hours from March to now comes to a sudden close. And yet, fall is a glorious time to be afield here along the Rockies, and were it not followed by winter, it would likely be one of my favorites. Wheat and pasture land lie tan in a tapestry of green alfalfa and chocolate soil just freshly turned. Throughout this quilt, a spider web of gold begins to trace each stream and irrigation ditch as the trees start their turn. To the west, the mountains give their own graphic measure of the changing season. By September, the land above Timberline is gray and rocky, with only an odd snowfield here and there in some crevasse where the wind-blown snow may pile 60 feet deep in winter. Then, one bright September morning, we wake to find the highest peaks dusted with a blanket of fresh, new snow. Lower down among the pines is a flash of aspen gold. With each succeeding storm, the snow line drops, the gold descends, until finally reaching us here in town. In the gently rolling farmland, nothing quite signals the change of seasons so dramatically as the corn. Corn is more than just a plant, it is a statement. In summer, it is a tall, impenetrable forest of green. Now the choppers and pickers, like great primordial insects, gnaw down the rows, spewing their gorgings into following trucks. Their trail forms a demarcation between summer and winter. On one side the corn stands tall and dense, while on the other fields lie flat and drab with only stubble left. On the road, my truck kicks up a scuttling cloud of chaff, a sure reminder of the snows that follow the harvest. The usual sadness of the season has only been magnified by the loss of our burrow cocoa, but her passing has been both heart-wrenching and heart-warming. I put a sign out on the fence explaining what had happened. Shortly, bouquets of flowers, notes of farewell, and small offerings bedecked the fence. As I prepared to leave the house one afternoon, I glanced out the west window and saw a young boy of about nine. With his bike pulled up to the fence, 
He leaned over the handlebars and closely scrutinized the sign, the notes, the flowers, then scanned the empty pasture and softly wiped away the tears. His feelings spoke for all of us, and unknown to him, I shared his sadness from the safety of the house. Even in the best of times, small-scale beekeeping isn't the most lucrative of professions, and I often tell myself, you must be crazy. In a lean year like this, as I stand in the honey house surveying the meager return for a year of effort, it's, yep, you're crazy sure enough. But it isn't simply money that this beekeeping thing is all about. It's the doe who eyed me nervously while her twin fawns played unconcerned as I pulled into my yard at Four Mile Creek. It's the young foxes raised under the barn, the Swainson hawks that raise a brood above my head each year as I work. It's bluebirds, sunshine, friendships, the bees themselves, even the big old rattler coiled defiantly in the dusty road on a warm fall afternoon. All are part of what beekeeping is about. It's a thousand, no, ten thousand things. And when the sun returns from the journey south, the land will become green, the blood will stir, and the bees and I will be back again to roll the dice just one more time. this one really yeah yeah what do you think i think the thing that strikes me most of all is the nine-year-old boy Mm -hmm. what about that these columns that i did are columns from the heart and that touches my heart In this essay, you talk about the west window two times. You talk about it in the beginning when you're talking about dust. I think everyone has had that experience, a moment of quiet reflection at home where you're noticing shafts of sunlight and dust passing through. And then also the west window, you talk about it again when you're looking at the boy Did you intend to talk about the West Window twice, or is that just kind of a happy, poetic accident? Well, the West Window is really our view to the West. The other West Windows are double-hung windows that date from 1895. But we have a large West Window in the living room that gives us a view of the pasture and the seasons changing and It's really our major view. What else do you think about, do you feel when you read this piece? You know, I think as I look back, it's the effect the changing seasons have on me. I'm wedded to the seasons. I've always been, even before the bees, but the bees certainly accentuate that observation of the changing seasons. And uh, that's, that's very important to me. 
is to see the seasons change day by day. Thank you for listening to Notes from the Bee Yard. We publish new episodes on Fridays at noon. Join us next week for episode 14, My Nemesis Returns. In the meantime, hop on over to notesfromthebeeyard.buzz to subscribe. <laughs>